Poinsettia, Chapter 9. Cartier Changes Everything, Part 3. I agreed to the deal the proposition Rosemary made to me that night. I agreed to the hour for a week's pay. Five hundred fucking dollars is what it cost me. Five hundred dollars cash to have that girl alone, alone, away from Rosemary for an hour. Now, I swear, God is my witness, I had no plans on nailing this woman. None. None at all. That is the fucking truth. I'd never paid for sex in my life. I didn't agree with it. I didn't understand it. Why would you pay for sex when there's so many fucking good-looking Angelas around everywhere? I was just raised better anyway. If you can call that being raised better, that's what I was, okay? I mean, I wasn't anti some old fart just having a young woman coming over and hanging out with him or whatever, but... It wasn't for me. But I was going to spend 500 fucking dollars. You know, I didn't exactly. Okay, look, hey, smart asses. I didn't exactly lay around that fucking penthouse. I did work. Drank like a fucking moron while I worked. It's a goddamn miracle. The, the bookshelf is straight. Oh, yeah, I built that first before I started drinking. Thank God. Paint was all fucked up. Stupid bitch didn't exactly get her fucking money's worth anyway, so I didn't give a shit. I worked for that fucking $500. If anything, the $500 was restitution for the weeks I had to spend in the whorehouse. I guess I just had to bitch and fill it out first, you know? I was laying down that much just to have an hour with a woman alone. Five hundred fucking dollars. Let me tell you, folks, in 1989, that was a tremendous amount of fucking money. You know what the real irony of the whole thing is? Had I paid for a piece of ass... I never would have paid $500. First thing Rosemary did after I agreed to the evening was she made several attempts to call Michelle before finally reaching her. It was, golly, a little after one in the morning, I think. I listened from the hallway as Rosemary informed her about the agreement we had reached. That was embarrassing. I kept thinking Michelle... uh, yeah, she's going to refuse to come over. She was tired. She's not interested in me. I was elated. Rosemary is on the phone in less than a minute, and she hung up and hollered out, She'll be here in 30 minutes, Britt. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's going to be here in 30 minutes. I'm in these fucking paint pants and this paint shirt, and I look and probably smell like shit. No sooner had I thought it than Rosemary walked in. Yeah, walked into my own fucking room. Bathroom, you need to take a shower now. Put on some clean... There's some clothes in the dryer I put in there for you. Thanks, Rosemary. She's coming? Yeah, she'll be here in a little bit. Take a shower. 
don't know why she's trying to run me out of my own room. All right, what can I do for you? What are you doing? I'll change your bed sheets, she said, pulling the linens off the pull out. You just go wash your ass. I couldn't get over how excited Rosemary seemed to be about this. Of course, why wouldn't she be? This was how she was going to get a fucking leash around my neck. I didn't think about it then because the truth is I was so anxious. I was so anticipating being able to see that woman again. I wasn't interested in getting my money worth. Had she come over, spent an hour with me, and nothing happened, well, that would have been fine too. But it didn't work out that way. I stood in the shower of the main bathroom. I, I just couldn't believe what was happening. I could hear Rosemary out there changing linens and shit. and I just wanted to be alone with that woman. I just wanted to have her alone and to be able to talk to her alone. And a solid hour, well... You could accomplish a lot in an hour. You could learn a lot in a fucking hour. After the shower, I walked into the master bedroom. I was pacing around. We was about, no, oh, 15 to 20 minutes out before Michelle was going to show up, I guess. I don't know. My mind was going in all these fucking different directions. I was checking the new locks on the fucking windows. I I kept wondering if B would be pissed off. She found out about it. Where's you know, you're supposed to come home with a thousand dollars. You only have five hundred. Where the fuck is it? You know, like spit it on one of the, your your coworkers. Is that what you say? I don't know. Why? Did you fuck her? No. What do you care? I'm marrying you. Yeah, but are we really married? You see, that was the fucking train wreck. The fucking yeah. God, that's a lot to unload on a nineteen year old. I couldn't have navigated my way through it, hadn't it been for the goddamn bar. The bar, yeah. I didn't notice Rosemary as I stepped out from the hallway from the master bathroom. She was leaning up against the frame of the bedroom door. Brad, she called out. Once, once again, I was a little startled. Yeah, what, Rosemary? Let's talk. She had a serious look on her face. She didn't look excited anymore. She looked, I don't know, foreshadowing. I just want you to know, Britt, that this is a favor to you, okay? She began slowly with her arms crossed. But this is also a business deal you're doing with me. A nod of my head, yeah. That means it's between you and me and Michelle. Nobody else. Not me. Not you shouting from the rooftops or mentioning anything about this to anybody. Is that correct? Do you understand? I get it, Rosemary. I get it. And another thing. Look at me, Brett. Look at me. Put my hands in my pocket, sat down on the windowsill, and looked at her. As nonchalant as I could, I just didn't give a fuck. I'll cut the bullshit, Brett. Outside of this place and out of the arrangement we have together tonight, you are not to touch that woman. Do you understand me? Threw my arms out a little exasperated, didn't say anything, just, yeah, nodded the obvious. Your hour is your hour tonight. You spend it any way you want, but don't you touch her outside of here again. Brit, hair on my goddamn neck was starting to rise. I was getting pissed off. Stop saying my name. What do you want? Don't get bad with me. You touch that girl outside of here and you're bad with me. And you're going to make things real difficult for Beatrice. Jesus Christ, Rosemary. I protested getting up from the seal. I fucking get it. Without saying anything, she did a complete 180 and walked back to the her fucking throne. Oh, that bitch just rubbed me the wrong way. And 
I wasn't afraid of her at all. At all. Because I was fucking stupid. I tossed around everything Rosemary had said while I, you know, once again just fucking paced around in the master bedroom. I mean, what do you do? I don't want to go out in the fucking living room. If I cross over to the kitchen, she's going to say something. If I go to the bar, she might say something. She's on the fucking phone, but phones are kind of slow. And I mean, I go to the cat shit rooms on the other side of the penthouse, but it just smells like soap and cat shit over there. So I don't want to go over there. Ain't nothing over there anyway. Nothing more boring than views of a building across the fucking street. Stressing, taking it out on the penthouse. Wow. That was quick. I was really kind of surprised. Chase, Rosemary went flying by the fake tree up towards the front door. Oh, shit. I, I can't really ever remember seeing Rosemary more excited than she was that night. I believed it really irritated her that I refused to adhere to her condescending ass, but, hey, look, at that point, I'd been through too much shit with Angela, okay? I was not about to let another woman out here start fucking running me around. (laughs) Like I say, I was as stupid as I was naive. From the center of the master bedroom, I had seen her fly past the fake tree in her white nightgown towards the front door. And when I heard that front door open, yeah, I walked to the master bathroom. Other than the half-fucking bottle of Mickey's I had left on the fucking sink that I was glad to chug immediately right there on the spot. It was lukewarm as shit. I didn't care. I needed it. But beyond that, I don't know what the fuck I was doing back here. This was stupid. So then I turned around and I walked back to, well... The master bedroom, I heard conversation, but I couldn't tell where it was coming from, so I went back to the master bathroom again. Thank God, nobody was there. So I walked down the hall to my room. Hey, nobody was in there, so I went into my room. This is a good place to be. I didn't know what the fuck I should be doing. I stood up, I stood down, I sat on the bed, I stood on the bed, I walked by the bed. I felt like a fucking idiot. I was embarrassed. I felt like an idiot because I was embarrassed. I I didn't know what... This is new territory for me. What am I supposed to do? Do I get a menu? Ah, fuck it. I walked back to the master bedroom again. I could hear Rosemary and Michelle talking, I guess, over by the chase. I didn't give a shit. I was checking the bedroom locks. There wasn't anything wrong with the fucking locks. After checking the last window, I stepped back to the center of the room, looked down the hall. Michelle was standing in the doorway of the guest bedroom, my room, both hands looking inside, um, I guess for me. Long hair covered her shoulders and the jean jacket she'd been wearing prior. Before I could say anything, she pulled back, looked down the hall and saw me. There you are. She began batting her hazel eyes. I thought you might have jumped out or something, she giggled. <laughs> I smiled, letting out a small laugh of my own. Nah, just just working, checking the windows there. She released her right arm from the door frame and leaned over against the other. Hey, let's go in your room and talk. Wow. She said it. She said it that pleasantly. As if it were a casual invite and not a big deal at all. It was... 
it was a nice relief. I, my guard immediately dropped. It was a surprise to hear it come from her mouth. I, yeah, I smiled from the master bedroom. Um, yeah, let's go in my room and talk a little bit. Sure. Michelle stood just inside of my bedroom door as I closed and locked it. We're going to put it past Rosemary to come in here and try to just bust in my room without knocking and interrupt my $500 fucking hour. Yeah, this is my 500 fucking dollars of putting up their shit for a whole fucking week. I was going to talk to this woman alone. Talk. That's what I said to myself. I walked around her, her eyes followed me as I made my way over to the end of the pullout next to the window. Put my left arm up on the windowsill. I don't know what I was supposed to do. I mean, I just couldn't believe we were finally together and alone. She stood for a second with her purse in her hand, and I watched her. She set it down on the floor next to the um, my end table next to my pullout. Nervously, I scratched my right leg, and I started trying to make, you know, small talk. Where are you from, Michelle? I asked. Marilyn. She quietly answered while removing her earrings and setting them on the end table. Oh, I responded with enthusiasm. I bet it's real pretty there. You've been out here very long? She smiled without looking away from the nightstand where she had placed the earrings. It's a couple of years. I watched the jean jacket slide down her arms, exposing her tanned shoulders and large bosom, covered by midriff blouse. Stunning is an understatement, but... I half-assed protested again. Michelle, we don't have to do anything at all. I know, she said. Seemed like the more I spoke about not doing anything and the more about not taking any clothes off, the more shit she took off. This is true. (laughs) I I stood there nervously, foolishly. What do you do, juggle? The fucking clothes kept methodically coming off comfortably coming off. I don't know why that was. It should have been uncomfortable and weird, but it really... It wasn't very uncomfortable and weird. I don't know why. It was the strangest fucking moment of my life, okay? And I don't know how to describe it other than the fact that she kept taking clothes off. The longer, and it wasn't long in that room, the more the clothes kept coming off. My God, she was easy on the eyes. She was... She was a woman. She put her hand up under the hood of the lamp. You mind if I turn the lamp off? No, no, go ahead. I said, standing there, that dumb fucking look on my face, my hands in my pockets. (laughs) What do you do? I... Sound like she's getting under the sheets. My eyes weren't adjusted. There wasn't enough light coming in that little piss ant picture window behind me. Brit, she purred. Why don't you get in bed next to me and we'll just talk a bit. Oh, uh, okay, I agreed. I kicked my boots off and, well, I got under the blankets on the other side of the bed. She slid her naked leg over my waist and burst out laughing. (laughs) Take your clothes off. Oh, I remarked, climbing out of bed again. Yeah, I still had my fucking clothes on. Felt so damn stupid, you know. I don't know. I mean, I was beginning to calm down some, but I, 
she had that effect on me, I guess. I don't know. I, I stripped down to my underwear. That's it. I stripped down to my fucking tidy whities my clean ones that Rosemary had washed, and well, I got back in bed with her. Um, it didn't stay on very long. I had sex with her that night. Three times. And one of the times was her idea. That was significant, I, I thought. I don't know. I mean, I guess I expect her to leave, you know? But she didn't. She stayed. For that matter, I know we had to have gone way over the hour. Rosemary had allotted, but... I guess I kind of expected Rosemary to knock on the door, but she didn't. We had to have been in there for like an hour and 20 minutes or something. It was after 3 o'clock in the morning by the time we were, you know, finished. She curled up next to me, instructed me to roll over on my side. I just remember how comfortable it felt being in that bed with her. Not uncomfortable. Not just, I don't know. She curled up next to me. She instructed me to roll to my side. And she began just caressing my back with her fingers. Hey, you don't have to do that, I said over my left shoulder. Don't talk. Go to sleep. She whispered in my ear. I'm going to sleep here with you for a little while. Okay, I said, closing my eyes and relaxing. Fuck Rosemary. She's going to take a nap with me. I wasn't afraid of anything anymore. I mean, I wasn't Billy Badass. I just... It didn't even matter that all this shit was illegal, you know? Michelle was in my room with me. We were naked in bed together. We were lovers. We're, we're just laying there looking at that little picture fucking window. She kept rubbing my back. I went to sleep trusting her completely. Next morning I woke up. I don't even remember what time it was. It was late. It wasn't afternoon, but it was really late morning. Oh, my eyes was laying on my stomach. That was rare. Of course she was gone. I lay there for a second just staring, you know, at the side of the bed where Michelle had been. It was nice. I did. I, I I grabbed the pillow her head had been on and I actually found one of her auburn hairs on it and I smelled the pillow, okay? I did. Not only did I smell the pillow, I I slid over to her side of the bed where she had lay and 
I just wanted to lay in her spot. That's the fucking truth. And I just lay there and I smell her where she had lay and it was great. It was where I wanted to be. <laughs> as ridiculous as it sounds. That's what a 19-year-old kid was feeling. I loved just laying there. I didn't want to get out of the fucking pullout. I didn't have any clothes on at all. I was completely naked. First time in Rosemary's, aside from the bathroom, I was never fucking naked in that penthouse. Now I was completely nude in my room, in bed, and it was okay. And it was flannel sheets, too. They were really nice. I hadn't even noticed the sheets the night before. All I noticed is... Michelle's beautiful breasts and that beautiful butt and those hips and that full legs and just, oh, she was a woman, a real woman, beautiful body, beautiful face. See, I didn't even notice the fucking body until the next day. More than, more than anything, I was so beside myself with how I was feeling. How do I go from here? What am I going to do? Come up another 500 fucking dollars to feel this way again? So I'm laying there in the bed contemplating all this shit in my head, just enjoying the smell of Michelle on me and all around me while it lasted anyway. And I looked up on the end table where her earrings had been. There's a watch laying up there on the top tier of the um, little end table. Yeah, I hadn't seen that before. You know, I'd seen her place stuff there the night before, but did Michelle leave that? I reached over and without raising my head up from the pillow, I reached over and I, I grabbed it and it was, whew, it was heavy. Shit. I sat up in bed, get a closer look. Um, my door was unlocked, but... I think Rosemary would walk in. I'm sitting here. I'm sure she's seen naked people before. Who cares? Oh, my God. The name on the face was Cartier. This wasn't fucking silver. This was white gold. Oh, my God. These were fucking diamonds. Oh, my God. That's that's fucking Cartier. I was a stupid hit kid. This is true. But I knew this wasn't a goddamn Casio. I knew this was about 5,000 Casios. <laughs> I realized I was holding a $9,000 fucking watch in my hand. I could take this back home and fucking pay off mom's trailer. Holy shit. No. Am I getting set up? Yeah. That's how the brain of a 19-year-old living in a whorehouse getting ready to marry a woman he doesn't know thinks after he's fallen in love with one of the top girls. Nobody leaves watches like this behind. I thought to myself, no one accidentally watched. She remembered the shitty earrings, but not the $9,000 watch? Really? <sighs> big smile came to my face. <laughs> I clutched the watch in my hand and I looked at it and I held it. Nobody leaves this shit behind by accident. They don't.
Did she leave it here on purpose, maybe? I don't know. I, fuck. I got out of bed. As I got dressed, I continued to go back and forth over the idea that, you know, maybe Michelle had left the fucker there, you know, accidentally. And I was just teasing myself, you know. I was fucking dreaming, man. It was an accident. After I got dressed, I left the watch on the end table. I wasn't going to take it out there. I didn't even want Rosemary to see it. She was already channel surfing, looking for shit to type when I walked out there. Ah, <laughs> good morning, Brad. She greeted as I entered the room. I didn't even humor her smirk. I took a seat on the arm of the sectional. Good morning, Rosemary. Hey, look, I think Michelle uh, left her watch on my nightstand last night. Oh, yeah? Rosemary said while tearing away at the plastic wrap around some VHS tapes. Bring it here. No, no way, I rejected. Looks pretty nice watch. I don't want my hands anywhere on it. <laughs> oh, bullshit. No, I'm fucking serious, Rosemary. It's not my watch. I'm not fucking touching it. Oh, shit. The dark strands of the hair covered the side of Rosemary's face. I could see her smiling. You didn't seem to have a problem putting your hands on Michelle last night. That was fucking uncalled for, but I didn't want to start any shit, so I kept my cool. Come on, Rosemary. I rumbled under my breath. I know. She said with a grin. Don't worry about it. I'll call her. You see, deep down I was hoping she would have tossed me the keys to that fucking BMW again. Yeah. And turn me loose. Let me have a run up to wherever Michelle lived. No fucking luck. She pulled a long slither of cardboard out from beneath the chase. She uh, looked at it and then dialed, obviously, Michelle's number. So their cardboard, that... I got my attention. I saw that shit before. After a brief conversation with Michelle on the phone, Rosemary slipped the cardboard back under the chase. She'll be here in an hour, Brad. Oh, okay, I said. I was happy about the prospect of seeing Michelle again. After what had transpired the night before, I was bouncing off the fucking walls to see her again, and I was right about the watch. It was hers, and she was coming back in an hour. The only question now was, did she leave it there on purpose, or was it really an accident? Ah, shit. This is going to be a long fucking hour. Yeah, that's what I thought as I stomped back to the master fucking bathroom. It flew by. It seemed like it hadn't been much longer since I had gone to the main bath to brush my teeth and freshen up, you know, getting the start of the fucking day. And there was the buzz at the door. Brett! Rosemary hollered out. This house here! Yeah, yeah, I got it, Rosemary, I got it, I said, stomping down the hall towards the front door. Ran up to the uh, wall-mounted phone and buzzed her in. Rosemary's lines were already starting to light up. Yeah, the phones were ringing. I like that. I like the distracted, fucking busy Rosemary. Yeah, too greedy to fucking miss out on money, ever. That elevator door dinged, and she stepped out. Hi, she said before stepping inside. Hi, I answered back. She was wearing a pair of cute brown cargo shorts. Long before cargo shorts were trendy. <laughs> she had white dungaree-like shirt on and a pair of Reeboks. She that long, beautiful auburn hair. Hers was strung all about again. Uh, Rosemary was gabbing on the phone, but muffled the receiver when we stepped inside. 
Sal, dear, I need to talk to you, so don't leave that to see me. Uh, Britt's got you watching his room. Okay, Rosemary. She smiled before looking at me. I pointed down the hall. You left your watch on my nightstand. I started walking towards my room. I didn't even look at Michelle at that point. I was trying to play it as nonchalant as I could. But deep down, my heart was beating. I was just... That was the question. Did she leave it here on purpose or... I don't know. Rosemary continued with her phone conversation. We both walked towards the guest bedroom. I didn't hesitate once I passed through the door. I just stepped over to the nightstand to retrieve the watch. When I turned around, Michelle was closing the bedroom door. With her back to me, I watched her left hand go down and turn the lock until she turned around to face me. Are you going to kiss me? She whispered. <laughs> of course I smiled. I looked down at the floor. I... <laughs> Do you want me to? Yeah. She smiled. Fuck. She left it on purpose. It's going to wrap it up for Bombing Down Poinsettia, Chapter 9. Cartier Changes Everything, Part 3. A legally copywritten text. Make sure you tune in next week here at 8 p.m. Bombing Down Poinsettia, Chapter 10. Stay on the Joke Man Show. We'll be back on Friday, high noon. Until then, burn your shit solid, all right? Bye, Kandios. Be In the side of-